Welcome to the Elevate Life podcast channel. We hope this sermon encourages and inspires you so you can go and grow to your next level. For more information about our church, please visit our website, elevate.life. Enjoy the message. House of God today. and This is our uh, last part of our homecoming series. Uh, we got to come back to church, y'all. I said we got to come back to church. This is our seventh week back. And uh, glad that you're here. Honored that you're here. Thank you for being here. And... Um, you know, it's one thing, and it's great to be able to watch online, and we welcome you guys. We have thousands and thousands every week, uh, 10, 14, 15,000 people that watch online and all the different digital media platforms, and we're so grateful. But come on in and try it uh, sometime if you can. And for those of you that are around the country, uh, there's people I invite around the country every week. Remember, we have Evites that are in, available uh, that you can invite people to watch from around the world, and we, I do that every week. Uh, I invite our president to watch every week. Thank you for watching. Uh, I invite um, Barack Obama just about every week to watch. Thank you for watching. I invite influencers from both sides of the quote-unquote aisle. Uh, I invite people that, that, uh, that are on my heart every week. And so I want to encourage you to invite people. But thank you for being in the house of the Lord. We've been talking about a kingdom mindset. And we, we need a kingdom mindset in a world that's lost its mind. And uh, so I want to just encourage you. So let's, let's go over a few things. First of all, Isaiah 2, verse 2 and 3. In the last days, the mountain, the authority, remember mountain and authority. Anytime mountain, if you ever read in the scripture and it just says the word mountain. Uh, in hermeneutics, which is the science and art of biblical interpretation. In other words, how do I interpret this Bible? And the, the ability to, to do that scientifically and with with artifice or with skill is to understand that there are certain meanings and that's when you come to the house of the Lord to be taught this kind of stuff that when the word mountain is used in scripture it always represents and is synonymous with the word authority so in the last days the authority of the Lord's house will be the highest of all the most important place on the earth it will be raised above the other hills the other hills of authority and all people all over the world will stream there to worship. People from many nations will come and say, let us go up to the mountain or let us go up to God's authority. Let's, let's measure our lives based on the authority of the word of God. Let's live our lives according to the authority of the word of God. There he will teach us his ways. We will walk in his past. How many of you want to know how to live your life according to God's rules and God's ways and God's blessings? Because that's what happens when we come into the house of the Lord. So just as a quick review, what is a kingdom mindset? We talk about mindset. Everybody here, um, and uh, Dr. Dwick uh, released a book uh, called Mindset years ago. And um, she talked about how there are fixed mindsets and there are growth mindsets and how a lot of people don't even realize but they get a fixed mindset. Your ethnicity can be a fixed mindset. The way you were raised can be a fixed mindset. You can have a fixed mindset based on your education. You don't know what you don't know. There's always three kinds of people in the room. There's people that don't know that they don't know there's people that know that they don't know, and then there's people that know that they need to know more. 
That's what I love about Elevate Life Church. We don't come in pretending we know it all. We come and say, God, we want to know, we want you to teach us your ways. We want to walk in your path. So, so what can happen very early in life is you can get a fixed mindset based on your experience, based on what's happened in your life. What can happen is the kind of people that you choose to do life with, you can get a fixed mindset because you're just around people that think like you. So again, Dr. DeWick talks about the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. We've taught extensively on that, what the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset is, but I'm taking it to another level and that is a kingdom mindset. What we need in this world, what we need in our family, what we need in our business is a kingdom mindset based on the word of God, amen? So that's what we're talking about. So the kingdom is the rule of God. The kingdom is the territory that's governed by God. The kingdom is the realm in which God's will, God's purposes, God's plans, and God's desires are fulfilled. So, so I want God's kingdom. I want God's will. How many of you want God's will in your life? Come on. And maybe you're here and you say, I don't even know what that means. Stay tuned. I want God's will in my life. I want God's purposes in my life to happen. The way to have, you know that, that centenarians, people who live to be 100 years and older, I talked about it a few years ago, there was a study called the Blue Zones Study, and they studied eight different places around the world where people live to be 100 and beyond, and they were healthy. Like, that's the only reason I want to live to be 100. Come on, are y'all with me? Like, I don't want to be 100 in a bed on machines, because I'd be telling Sheila, unplug me. So I don't, want, I don't want to grow old for growing old's sake. I want to live a long time to, to, to do what God's original assignment is for all of us. And that is to be blessed, to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. So I want to live as long as God wants me to live on the earth. Why? Because I want his purpose accomplished in and through my life. I want his will to be done in my life. And if that's you, give me an amen on that, all right? So when you get this revelation, here's what they discovered about people that, that live to be 100 plus in places like Okinawa, uh, people like Loma Linda, California, and we've got a whole group of people from Loma Linda that have moved here. But th that's the only place in, California, in, in, in the world, by the way, or in America, I'm sorry, where people are living to be 100, groups of people are living to be 100 and they're healthy. Loma Linda, California, is not, it's not Dallas, Texas. It's not in Frisco. It's, it's not uh, in Little Elm or wherever you have come from, but it's in Loma Linda, California. And so the common denominator with these people who are living to be 100 plus and healthy was not their diet. It was not their exercise. It wasn't that they don't smoke, they don't drink, they don't chew and don't go with the girls that do. But, but the one common denominator was people who are living to be 100 plus and they're healthy had meaning and purpose in their life. And so unless you want the purpose of God in your life, God, I want your will. I want your purpose to be done in my life. What is your purpose? Why are you here? Are you here just to make a good living? Are you here just to get a nicer house when you can afford it? Are you here to just drive the car of your dreams? Because the truth is my friend who's since gone to be with the Lord, but I got to be in his presence for many, many years, Zig Ziglar said this. He said, some people climb the ladder of success and they get to the top and they realize that the ladder's leaning against the wrong wall. And some people are, are, are like the old church hymn says, looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for love in too many faces. In other words, it's like they're trying to find purpose and if you're not a part of God's kingdom, 
It's, it's a long road. It's a lonely road. It's an unfulfilling road. So God's kingdom is the realm in which God's will, God's purposes, God's plans and desires are fulfilled. A mindset, what is that? It's a focused mental attitude or disposition, a position that you take from the inside out by design or by default. You may not know this, but your mindset is by design or by default. It's up to you. It's like you're just on autopilot and your personality is what it is. And when you live by default, honestly, the enemy will use your personality against you to get you just automatically defaulting and not really striving for excellence, not really living a life by design, just getting you to just settle for whatever. And if you're a person with an anger problem, then hey, this time when I get mad, if you're a person that you don't really communicate, then hey, this is just the way I am. I don't, I don't really talk, I don't really communicate. Whatever your by default is, is a mindset that you have but it's a mindset by default. Some people have a white mindset. Some people have a black mindset. Some people have a Hispanic mindset. In other words, all these things can determine what your mindset is that's by default. And only you can decide, I'm not gonna be that way. Listen, I respect my father who's already gone to be with the Lord. My mother uh, who, who uh, even, even now as I'm speaking, she may be watching. Mom, I'm praying for you, believe in God. She's in the hospital. She has fourth stage kidney renal failure. My mom right now, is, even as I'm speaking. But, but I, I, I grew up in a, in, a, in a home where I can remember thinking in my mind, thank God my parents brought me to church. So I had a chance at developing a kingdom mindset. But even within my own family, when I saw different things, it was like, okay, like I wanna be better than that. Like I wanna, it wasn't that I looked at what was happening in my family as a negative as much as it was, okay, this is how I don't wanna be. Rather than focusing on what they weren't or what my ideal family should look like. And by the way, we all struggle with that, don't we? We struggle with unrealistic and unmet expectations based on, watch this now, a mindset that God put on the inside of us that wants more. And that's why you hear me say all the time from this pulpit, this platform, that it's okay to want more. It's okay to want more for your life, want more for your marriage, want more money, want more uh, happiness. It's okay to want all of that. That's a God thing. But when your desire for more doesn't include a kingdom mindset, it will lead you in the wrong direction. So again, a mindset is either by designer by default that predetermines, this is what's so powerful about your mind, your mindset predetermines or decides in advance what your responses and interpretations of life are going to be. So this is one of the reasons why I did it again. And I've been doing it since I was about 15, 1975, where I got this revelation that before my feet hit the floor, I'm gonna make daily declarations. So that's why we do that when we start the church. And I put, put your hand, I ask you to put your hand on your heart because I want us to speak from our heart. I want there to be a, a mindfulness of, if you will, that we're not just saying these words as rote. We're not just saying these words as routine, but we're actually by design saying, hey, I'm made in the image of God. I, I'm, my, this is gonna be my best year ever. Double, double is gonna happen for me. Um, it's a mindset, it's a predisposition that we're taking to say that, that I'm, I'm 
I'm blessed to be fruitful and to multiply and fill the earth and subdue. We're, we're speaking the word of God every time we come into his house. Why are we doing that? Because in Jesus' name, your future will follow your mouth. It will follow what you say. Watch this. And so the Bible says, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. The Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart because out of your heart flow your issues. No, he's my issue. No, she's my issue. No, they're my issue. No, that's my issue. And God says, no, 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 no. Guard your heart because out of your heart flow your issues. And then the Bible says, out of a good treasure, which it means your heart, your mouth speaks, or out of a bad treasure, your mouth speaks. And another um, book, which was written by Jesus' brother, James, the book of James, the, a guy that grew up seeing Jesus, he says, how can, how can good things come out of a contaminated well? How can good water come out of a well that's been messed up. And that's what the enemy tries to do early in your life. And he never stops, by the way. He wants you to contaminate yourself or other people to contaminate you. Why? Here's the reason. Here's the revelation. Here's the one word from God for you today. Maybe. Because your future will follow your mouth. And if out of an evil experience or out of a contaminated well, you begin to speak like that, then the devil goes... They don't know it, but everything they're saying, oh crap, yes, or worse. Or hey, did you hear what happened? And here's how that person is and blah, 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 blah. And your future will follow your mouth. That's what makes your mindset so important. So considering those definitions, we define a kingdom mindset as a focused mental attitude. I'm focused, I'm not just by default, but by design. An, a disposition that's ruled by God, governed by his perspective, not just my perspective, his will, not just my will, his purpose, not just my purpose, his plans, not just my plan, his desires, not just my desires, that predetermines and decides in advance a person's responses to and interpretations of situations. So what makes a kingdom mindset so important is it's, it, it helps me, whether I realize it or not, take kingdom off of it, add kingdom to it. Take kingdom off of it, you've already predecided and you've predetermined by your mindset how life is going to go for you. You've already predecided and you predetermined how you're going to handle conflict and struggles. And by the way, I've got some good news and bad news. You're going to have a lot of struggles in your life. But here's the good news. When you struggle well, God will use your struggle for you rather than against you. And that which does not kill you, Frederick Nietzsche, who is an atheist, said, it will strengthen you. If it doesn't kill you, it will strengthen you. And some of you are going through some stuff right now, you feel like it's, it's killing you. Guess what? The other side of that is pre-decide today. God, I want your will. I want your purpose. I want your mindset. And guess what? God will use those things for you rather than against you. All right? So Isaiah 55, here we go. A lot of scripture today. Y'all ready for some word? Come on, y'all ready? So open your phone, open your Bible. I've got it right here. I'd be turning to scripture, but it would just take me too long. 
So I'm gonna just read it. So it's on the Bible in the sky. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him for salvation while he is near. So it's up to you to seek him for his will, his purpose, his plan, his desires for your life. It's up to you to call upon him for salvation, which means for deliverance from yourself, from situations, circumstances in life. Let the wicked leave behind his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord. This is the beautiful thing about God and he will have compassion and mercy on him. That's a good place for an amen. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Here's what he says now. The prophet Isaiah speaking on God's behalf, God speaking to the prophet saying, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. So that's about your marriage, your thoughts are not God's thoughts. That's about your business, your thoughts are not God's thoughts. That's about your money, your thoughts are not his thoughts. He says, for your thoughts, my thoughts are, are not your thoughts, and nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts higher than yours. How many of you know, if you're going to think like God, be like God, do like God, be taught his ways, and learn to walk in his precepts, and his statutes, and his plans, and his purposes, and his will for your life, you're going to have to get off default. Everybody say this with me. Say, I'm... Getting off default today. Now say that like you mean it. Say, I'm getting off default today. So he says, for as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth, but making it bare and sprout and providing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, useless, without result, without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Now listen, in your life, how many of y'all either have some money in your purse, in your wallet, in your bank account, but you got money somewhere? Let me just see your hands, all right? Now, if you don't have money somewhere, welcome to Elevate Life Church because you will in the future. Everybody put an amen on that. Because if you apply these principles, it will work in your life. Everybody's got money somewhere. Some of y'all didn't raise your hand because you just, your hand's not working. But, but some of y'all got money somewhere. So let me just explain something to you. Your money is either seed for you or it's bread for you. It's both, but you decide by design, is this part of my money seed that I can sow into the kingdom? Is this seed I can sow into my business? Or is this bread for me? Am I gonna eat my seed? And you need to, listen, you need to have some bread, y'all. You need to have some food. But if you make your life about always consuming your seed, you will never be fruitful, you will never multiply, you will never fill the earth, you'll never subdue it, and you'll never have dominion. So God says, I'm gonna give seed, watch this now, not to the Christian, not to the person that works their tail off. I'm gonna give seed to the, God says he'll give seed to the sower. 
And he'll give bread to the eater. So listen, everybody here is a bread eater. Well, maybe not. But how many of y'all like bread, like Pastor Sheila does, with a lot of butter? The other night, she fixed me a steak, y'all. It was amazing. It had butter all over it. Now watch, this is a little bit different. It's one thing that it's sizzling butter. But I got the steak, Garrett, and she had like butter like was on bread on my steak. I said, baby, this is like bread, but it's steak that's got butter on it. That's pretty amazing. She goes, I like butter. I said, I believe it. I never really realized it before. But anyway, I thought, well, you know, maybe, maybe you should have heated it a little more and then it could have simmered. She goes, no, 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 I like a little bit of butter. Anyway, so you look at her little old body, you don't think she likes bread and butter. Oh, listen, she likes a lot of bread and she likes a lot of butter. How many of y'all would say amen? amen. Okay, so, so now listen, everybody here's got to eat. But I want to say something with a kingdom mindset now. That's a normal mindset. A kingdom mindset, as much as everybody here's got to eat, everybody here's got to sow. Now you can decide, I ain't giving that. I'm not giving any money. I'm not, I'm not sowing into the church. I'm not sowing. That church, all they talk about is my money. That doesn't happen around here, but in some churches it does. Well, they just talk about money a lot. Listen, let me tell you something. How many of y'all understand? I've said it, and again, my my. One of my mentors, Zig Ziglar, who I've already quoted today, said it. He said, money's not the most important thing, but it's second to oxygen. (laughs) Now, some of y'all, you're not there yet. But let me tell you something. When you get a little bit of money, you realize how important money is. And when you don't have money, you realize how important money is. It's the in-between people that don't understand the value of money. They're just working hard for their money. But watch this. He says... For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts and my ways higher than yours. Here's your mindset. Here's my mindset. But I want y'all to understand how it works. So here's what he says. So understand this in your mind. As the rain comes down and the snow from the sky and it comes to the earth. Now everybody knows condensation, the way it works, and I won't go into it, but it comes down, but then it goes back up, right? Here's what God says. The rain comes down in the snow and it, 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 it doesn't go back up until it waters and nourishes what I want it to produce. And I make, because of the rain and the snow, and the water from the sky, I make everything on the earth grow that by the way, helps to create an atmosphere of health in our ecosystem by what happens from heaven to earth and then it goes back up into the earth and we're nourished and nurtured and we eat of those things. God says, that's how my word is, but listen, I give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. I give you both. But if you just make your life about eating your bread, if you make your life just about making your bread, if you make your life just about consuming all your seed, then guess what? My word won't work. So he goes on to say this. This is the kingdom mindset now. 
I've rained it down on you. I've given you the power to get wealth. I've given you the gifts that you need to monetize yourself and your life. But it's not about your four and no more. It's not about getting all you can, canning all you get, and then sitting on your can. What it's about is this is immutable. I give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. I not only have given you every bit of breath that you have, but I've also given you the power, according to Deuteronomy 8, to get wealth to get wealth. So with our mindset, here's, here's we got to approach our money with a mindset. And I'm going to get to that in a minute, but I just want you to see this. So it will not return to me void my word that goes out like the rain and the snow. It won't return to me useless. It will accomplish what I desire, not what you desire, not what I desire, but what I desire. And without, he goes on to say this, for you will go out from exile with joy and be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills will break forth with shouts of joy before you. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush, the cypress tree will grow. And instead of the nettle and the myrtle tree will grow. And it will be a memorial to the Lord for an everlasting sign of his mercy, which will not be cut off. Can I just tell you, we're talking about trees and nettles. We're talking about, you know, thistles and, and, and trees. But God says it's not about that. Here's what it's about. Your life will either be a living memorial to me or you'll just be doing life your way. You'll be doing your marriage your way. And by the way, anybody that's ever been married, it's a miracle. It is a miracle anybody stays married. And everybody says it's married and not married anymore, amen. It's a miracle, you know why? Because it's impossible. It's holy matrimony. God says you can try to make it work and do it your way and it won't work because it's all about me. You gotta, you gotta put me first. You can do your business the same way. You can do your life the same way. You can do your money the same way. And guess what? I'm gonna bring the rain, y'all. She's my kind of rain. That's an old church song. That's just for you, just for a second. Anyway, I'm gonna bring the rain and I'm gonna bring the snow and watch this. I'm gonna make it produce, but now let's talk about you. I'm gonna give seed to the, and bread to the, but a whole lot of people are bread eaters, bread winners, bread makers, but they're not seed sowers. And that's the only way my word can produce a harvest in your life if you understand as long as the earth remains, Deuteronomy 8.32 says, as long as the earth remains, and how many of y'all know, right as of now, the earth is remaining, there will be seed time and harvest. So what are you sowing into your marriage, into your relationships, into your business, into your life, into other people's lives? But listen very carefully. What are you sowing into the kingdom? Very important. So we're talking about mindsets. So a couple of things as we close. This is my first close. <laughs> Number one, if you're gonna have a kingdom mindset, you have to think and seek God's thoughts about you. Not just think about you, but think about God's thoughts about you. Not just seek what you want in your life and your business and your career and in your education, 
but seek God's thoughts about you. So here's what the Bible says. God created you in his own image. God loves you. God believes in you. God is for you. God made you in his image and has supernaturally endowed you to be like him. Somebody say, thank you, God. So God loves you. He's for you. He's made you to be like him. And the Bible says in Genesis 1, 26 through 28, and I'll put it on the screen. You can read the whole thing. The Bible says, God said, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. What's the difference between being made in God's image and according to God's likeness? We're made to image God. Spirit, soul, and body. That's why my physical body is important to me. That's why I work out my physical body. Why? Because the Bible calls it a temple of God. Now, I'm not here to condemn you if you do or don't, but I'm just telling you, for everything in the natural, there is a supernatural correlation. So, so again, you've been given your body, you've been given your mind, you've been given your gifts by God. What you decide to do with them is your gift back to God. So what you do with your mind, what you do with your spirit, what you do with your life is your gift back to God. But watch this, we've gotta understand that I have to think and seek what God's thoughts are about me. So God goes on to say this, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. Likeness there in the Hebrew means let's supernaturally endow him to be like us. So ladies and gentlemen, family of choice, God didn't just make you in his image to bear his image on the earth, but God made you in his likeness. His super is waiting on your natural to be invited in. So why don't we just do that right now? Why don't you just say with me, say, God, I want your super into every area of my natural. That's why I brainwashed my kids still to this day, Brad, to believe that I'm a superhero. To believe that I can defy age, I've brainwashed them. My little Whitney, we were having a birthday for Livy last night, uh, one of our five grandchildren and more to come. So we're having a birthday party, she's four. I can't even believe she's four. And Whitney was telling a little story last night, uh, Sheila, that they just sold the house and they were going, I can't remember who the people they were talking to, maybe the people they were buying the house from, I can't remember. And the lady said, she goes, oh, do y'all go to church somewhere? And so Whitney, of course, she's my daughter. She goes, yes, we go to a church. What's the name of the church? Well, it's called Elevate Life Church. Oh, I watched that guy on television. <laughs> and then she said to Whitney, again, this is part of my brainwashing with my children. Just remember, parents, you have the power to brainwash. What, 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 what does that mean? You have the power to affect their mindsets. I'm joking about the brainwash part, but... So she goes, oh yeah, I watch him on television. She goes, he's that young guy with gray hair. <laughs> and my, my daughter said, well, he's actually my dad. She goes, no way. And he's 60. She goes, no way. Whitney was telling me that. I'm going, see, I told y'all, I told y'all. I'm, I'm brainwashing you. Believe it, believe it when I say it. God wants to add his super to your natural. What area of your life do you need his supernatural help in right now? Do you know that you can ask him for that? God, bring your super into my natural. Come on, put an amen on that. So think and seek God's thoughts about you. So God created you in his image to image him 
And God thinks you are special. Y'all listen to me. God thinks you're special. Well, I wore my crazy clothes today. Sheila never knows what I'm going to put on. I said, baby, this is a part of me as much as a suit. This is my fun clothes. I'm going to church. Church is fun for me. I got on my orange socks today. It matches my orange. I like orange. But I'm wearing a shirt that some of you, you don't know about this shirt. This shirt means a lot more to me than anybody here. You know why? Because this was our 30-year anniversary strike force shirt that from 1987 to 2017, we've spoken to kids in public schools for now 33 years. And by 1988, had the number one assembly program for young people in public schools in America. And I would bring my team strike force in. So these were shirts that we had made a few years ago. And on the back of this shirt was my message to young people all across America in public schools. And this is what I said. I preached this message to kids all across America. You're special because you have an ability to think right. I want to say that to you. To choose right, to become whatever you want to become. As a person thinks in their heart, so are they. By the way, how many of y'all know that's in the Bible? Your thoughts determine your feelings. Your feelings determine your actions. Your actions determine your habits. And your habits determine your character. You're not who you think you are. You're not who other people think you are. You're not even who you think other people think you are. And in the public schools of America, I would say... You are who God says you are, his creation. You are special. The decisions you make today will determine the circumstances for the rest of your life. Decisions are like a seed planted in the ground. Good decisions produce good fruit. Bad decisions produce bad fruit. How many of y'all think America's schools and young people need to hear this message? Come on, that's what we've been doing for 33 years. Life is not a matter of chance, but it's a matter of choice. When you make the right decisions, you gain respect. When you make wrong decisions, you gain a reputation. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. This is the message on the back of this shirt. You don't need alcohol to feel special. You don't need drugs to feel important. Physical, mental, or spiritual suicide is not satisfying. Nothing in this world is worth taking your life for. Life is worth living. If someone loves you, they will raise their level of respect for you, not lower it. When someone says, everybody's having sex, so let's do it. Tell them good. Then you shouldn't have a problem finding someone else to do it with because I'm not going to. Sex is not the measuring stick of love. Commitment is. That's what we have been telling young people for 33 years in public schools of America. Real love is loyal. Real love believes the best. Real love expects the best. Real love endures all things. You see, that's right out of 1 Corinthians 13. I'm not just saying it's the Bible, but I'm quoting the Bible to him. If you have to do something just to get somebody to like you, then you don't need that person. 10 years from now, you'll become something or will something become of you? Take the strike force challenge. Be the best that only you can be. And when you give your best, life will give its best back to you. You are special. You are special. And you know what? Everybody didn't grow up hearing that. 
Most of you didn't grow up hearing that. If you don't hear it, how can you believe it? The Bible says, blessed are the feet of them who bring good news. Why does the Bible say that? Because once people hear it, they can believe it. And once they believe it, they can live it. Everybody didn't grow up like me with a mom and dad who loved me in their own way. Everybody didn't grow up in a reasonably functional family. You see, many of you have your own stories. This caused you not to feel special. And the mindset of the enemy, listen to me now, there's a real devil. The mindset of the enemy, the Bible says, here's his mindset, John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. And then Jesus says, stop, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. So guess what I had Jeremy do? Jeremy, I had Jeremy go to our strike force warehouse and we pulled out the old shirts. I've only got about 50 of them today. I'm not trying to sell you a shirt. I just thought, hey, see if we've got any of those shirts still left. We got about 50 of them in the lobby if you want one. Because guess what? You're special. And this is the message since 1987 that we've been preaching to kids all across America. But not just about school assemblies, but it's about right here now. You're special. What's this story? Ridgecrest, California. I was born there to my dad, Danny Tuning, and my mom, Lori. When I was three months old, my dad died in a car wreck, a brain aneurysm. He hit someone head on. At that point, my mom didn't want children, um, so I always felt that, that I was not wanted. I was pretty good, a decent kid. I had a lot of anger and trauma and hurt. And my mom, since she was abused, um, she abused us. Um, physically, um, emotionally, mentally. I started playing sports when I was about 10 years old um, and that kind of gave me an outlet to um, filter through my pain and abandonment and neglect, but it was only a temporary fix. Uh, so I always had this mindset, if I'm just good enough, everybody else will like me. But I remember always just, you know, wishing I had a family. My mom and I never saw eye to eye. And when she, I was about a sophomore in high school, um, she left. I didn't really have anyone to turn to to learn how well, How do you do life now? Like I was used to going to school and I had structure. So I, I remember that's when I really felt the first pressure of like, this is life. And I drove by um, a cabaret. I was like, maybe, um, maybe I can make money there. So I, I went in there with intentions just to wait tables. They asked me if I wanted to be a dancer. Uh, I said, sure, why not? But I didn't realize at the time what it was doing to me inside. You know, just my view on men and like just how I looked and the, my self-worth and the shame. Three or four years into it, I realized like I couldn't handle it anymore. Like I thought I was gonna kind of have a breakdown. So then I started uh, bartending and that's kind of really where like the drinking began. Like I was around people that drank. It didn't seem abnormal to drink in your 20s. But I used it as a tool to like just uh, cope. So with the drinking came a pattern of abusive men. It came with uh, dysfunctional men. I didn't really realize then I was dysfunctional too, but I never quit drinking. So the pattern continued. Picked up a third DWI and that one, you know, 
they weren't going to go easy on me. This is a felony DWI. And so they sentenced me to um, six months in a correctional facility. It wasn't the place I needed to be, but it's where I had to be. And um, it was a really low point in my life. And so I've, I finished the six months and I was so happy to be out and I can find good in anything because I felt like that was pretty bad. At my prison, like I had a lot of heart changes. I was really happy to have my freedom. At that point, I had started going to um, Elevate Life Church and I started receiving messages and healing. And to my surprise, I pick up a fourth DWI. Um, and the day I got that DWI, I remember God saying in my garage, he said, are you going to keep doing that really softly to me? And of course, I didn't listen. I, I knew that, you know, it was over. I was on probation for a third, picked up a fourth. Um, and I, I was scared, to be honest. There was a wholeness in me, though, that knew not to quit. Like, I, I'd had faith. Like, I didn't give up where most people would have just hid and ran. I kept going to church and I was like, well, I, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I know that I need to fix whatever's hurting inside of me. I started addressing some of my hurts and pains and actually addressing some of the things that I could fix in me because the common denominator and all these failed relationships and choices was myself. I really didn't have confidence and I didn't have a good way of thinking, but I was so broken and I was so lucky enough to be like, okay, like in the caterpillar stage, you have to die to self. And so that's when um, I used Keith Craft's book, Leadershipology. And since I didn't have a good way of thinking, I just started applying those principles to my life. And I would practice generosity, excellence, gratitude, all these things and quotients in that, that book. And like I did this every day. So it started to become who I was. You know, like old habits shifting away, like me really having some core values and to even know what those were. Um, was enlightening. Um, I, I started to like me because I started getting up and I started living this different way. I was getting farther away from the pain and you know moving more into like who I was becoming. So I was becoming more confident and by the grace of God, um, the judge, um, I did an open plea and he gave me probation um, for a fourth DWI while I'm probation for a third which I'm not sure it's ever happened in Denton County but I did receive grace and I was just blown away that I had another chance. In that interim, I went from, you know, four boxes to my name straight out of prison um, to a beautiful home in Prosper, Texas, where I gained custody of a little boy that was also adopted. And through me changing my thinking habits and who I was and my trauma and realizing God's thinking versus my old ways of thinking, I was able to pour into a little boy and change his life forever, knowing that I, you know, could fix me. So it only doesn't just start with me or end with me, like it's who I'm passing it down into. And I don't think there's any greater joy than giving it to a little boy that deserves to operate in functionality, you know, versus dysfunctionality. So as I started changing me, like, I learned how to regulate myself. When I could regulate myself and my actions and my emotions, I could pass that down to Creed. And I remember 
Creed, there were so many things in him that like triggered about who I was. Like I was the abandoned kid, I was neglected, I, I, I didn't think I was worthy. And so I get Creed at four and you know, he's acting out and he's hard. And like everything just flashbacking in my face. Like it was like me, this little kid, and I'm, I'm his parent now. And so he's triggering me, but it's like my job to be the anvil that he can bounce off of. I look back today and I have so many neighbors that come up to me and say, man, Creed is such a good boy. Like he's so sweet and you know, he used to be like a little caveman running around with no boundaries around him and no idea how to act. And now he's just kind and generous and he has core values in him. And like you can only get those when someone is actually modeling them for you. He came into my room the other day and he was like, mommy, do you, uh, you know what I want to be when I grow up? And I was like, what? And he was like, I want to be kind, kind like you, mommy. And like, you know, he is always looking to give something to somebody or be kind and loving and because he sees a healthy mom, you know, that actually got a handle on her cards that were dealt to her and realized that I could start playing them at any moment. Give me a hug, girl. She's here today, Kristen. So proud of you. So proud of the woman of God you've become. Y'all give her a big hand. You're awesome. Awesome. So awesome. Just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And uh, I want to say to everybody that's here, a kingdom mindset, it doesn't matter what you've faced, what you've gone through. When you get this kingdom mindset, immediately it starts working. I said immediately it starts working. So I could end right now and probably should. But can I just give you a little bit more? Is that okay, Sheila? Or you want me to end? You want me to end? She'd like me to end, so I'm gonna end. So here's what I'm gonna do, because I was standing over there, I was going, I could, I could keep on. Because what I've done, and Josh, and Josh well, next, next service, yeah, yeah, y'all can come back next service because maybe I'll get to this. But, but next week, Sheila, I'm so excited because we're launching your book, Live Your Legacy. And Sheila's going to be preaching next week. And so I'm so excited. And then the next weekend after that, Live Your Legacy, you and I are going to speak together. The next weekend after that, Josh is going to speak as a part of our legacy. Keila is going to speak the next week. So September 27th, you're up to bat. Uh, October 4th, it will be, I'm sorry, yeah, October 4th, you and I, October, is that right, Josh? October 10th, you'll be speaking, and then Keela will be speaking, and you're going to see the legacy unfold right in front of you, but Sheila's written this amazing book, I'm so excited about it, it's already going around the world, and it hadn't even been released yet, we're releasing it next weekend, so I'm so excited about that, but right now, listen, right now, I'm gonna do something, Josh, I don't know how we're gonna do it, but they can, what, what I wanna do is I'm gonna record the rest of this message because I think it's so important with mindset. And what I've done is I've taken you, I've taken marriage, I've taken relationships, your alignments, I've taken your money and helping you to establish a kingdom mindset in all those areas. And so I knew when I was putting it together, it was 10 pages, my message that I would not get to all of it. But I feel like I need to get to it. So what's gonna happen is Josh, I wanna record it. And then everybody that wants it as a part, it's gonna kind of be an added bonus 
to what a kingdom mindset is. Um, in every area of your life, how to have a kingdom mindset in every area of your life. And I've just given you one thing in each area to say, okay, I'm gonna work on this. But right now I'm gonna ask you to bow your heads just for a second, just for a second as we close. And if you're here today, then I'm gonna ask you to just be honest. Just take a second with yourself and be honest. And if you're here, and you say, Keith, I know that my mindset is not about the kingdom. And I want to get my mind right. I'm just telling you, it's your choice. And your choice is either truly win in life or lose in life. Your choice is to do it God's way or your way. And if you're at a season of your life where you go, you know what? I want God's way like more than ever. And the truth is, I just know that his will hasn't been being done in my life because that hadn't been my focus. His purpose, I have not made my life about his purpose, but I want that. If that's you, all I'm gonna ask you to do when I count to three is raise your hand and then I'm gonna invite you to pray a prayer with me and we're gonna settle the mindset today just right where you're seated. So if you're here and you say, I need to get my mindset right. I, and, and the truth is it hadn't been right. It hadn't been aligned with the kingdom, but I want it to be. If that's you on the count of three, slip up your hand. One, two, three. Come on, just all over the place. Just leave your hand up for a second. Nobody looking around. This is between you and God, all right? So I'm gonna ask you to put your hands down. Now I'm gonna ask everybody to pray this prayer with me. Here's what's beautiful. We're gonna pray this prayer and you gotta understand how special that you are to God, okay? And because he loves you so much, up to this point, it doesn't matter what you've done or what you haven't done. The focus is, the mindset is what he's done. And the Bible says that God loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus and that Jesus died on a cross for your sins. And three days later, he rose from the dead. He conquered death, hell, the grave, your sin. And when you invite Jesus to be not just, okay, I wanna be a better person. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about inviting Jesus to be Lord of every area of your life. You open up your mind and your heart to his ways, to walk according to his will and his purposes in your life. So everybody just pray this prayer with me, whether you raised your hand or not, everybody pray this prayer with me out loud. Just say, dear heavenly father, thank you for loving me. Thank you that I'm special to you. Help me to see myself the way you see me so that I can see others the way you see them. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to be Lord of every area of my life. I open up my mind. I open up my heart to the great things that you have for me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you for forgiving my sins. In Jesus' name. Jesus, be Lord of all. Amen. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our channel on iTunes and YouTube. That way, you know when a new sermon has been uploaded. Also, if this message has impacted you and you want to contribute to help us reach more people, feel free to go to elevate.life forward slash give. We look forward to seeing you here next time.